Hello, my lovely friends. Oh my gosh, I am so excited to be back with you, hanging out in your ears while you are doing whatever it is that you're doing. Because really, you could be doing anything right now. Are you doing the push-up challenge? If you are, tag me. Are you binge-watching Tiger King or Ozark on Netflix? If you're not, you should do it. And I say that knowing I haven't watched Ozark yet, but it comes highly, highly recommended. You could honestly be doing just about anything and everything under the sun, but you have taken this time to hang out with me, and I am so freaking excited. Today, we are going to be talking about and I'm going to answer a couple questions that I got on my Instagram about what y'all needed to hear. Let's check if you're getting one that's coming up. So let's dive right in to all of these hot topics. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh, welcome freaking back. I'm so excited. This is probably one of my favorite things to talk about right now. I probably talk about it every single day. I am trying to basically beat it into the minds of all of my friends and all of the people around me. And that is proper money management and creating a budget and knowing what your life is on a budget. I know, you, you heard the word budget and you were like, peace out, I'm done. But if you're still listening, a whole minute into this, I'm proud of you because that means that you either already are on a budget and you're really good at managing your money or maybe you're looking for tweaks to how your budget is already working or you're like how I was just a couple years ago and the idea of making a budget makes your skin crawl. You want to curl up into a ball and you're just like, well, I forgot my bank password for the last six months so I have no idea how much is in there and you're just making the excuse. You are not facing it head on because it's scary, you don't know how to do it, and you were not taught really true money education. I know that unless I totally just missed it in high school and middle school, and I was very, very academic, so I don't think that I just glazed over this topic, we were not necessarily taught how to manage our money. I was taught a whole lot of economic-related things and supply and demand. I learned lots of how those charts work with the lines up and down, supply and demand, necessity, pricing, but I I really do not think I learned jack shit about making a budget. Nothing how to manage my money, nothing of how to save money, how to properly invest money, how not to take out a stupid amount of debt to go to college. I did not learn anything about money growing up in school. My parents, they mismanaged money every single step of the way. We were super, super poor. My father did not work. My mother worked full time at a job where she didn't get a raise for years and years and years and years. We were on a very very fixed income with very fluctuating bills. Life is expensive. One person sustaining three other people, it's very, very hard. So we did not have any money. So I never really needed to know how to budget to save money. I knew how to budget money to pay the bills and that was really all that we were gonna manage to do. I actually kept that really poor money mindset of I can get by, I can pay my bills, but I cannot do anything else because that is how I was raised, which is awful. And I'm here to hopefully help you break out of the idea that you have to live like that where you're only living to pay bills like you're just making it through the week through your life paying bills and that there's nothing else I do not believe that anymore life can be so fun you can have such a good time and you can still pay off huge huge chunks of debt and live a life my husband and I we have paid off twenty six thousand dollars in debt in the last year or so like we got on a budget we made a plan there's a lot that goes into that and I'm gonna try to break that down for y'all as best that I can today real quick 
So when you are on a budget, you the first thing you need to do when you are making a budget is you're going to do, it's considered like a full money assessment. And that is, there's six steps to your full money assessment. And then I have four pillars. So they're like my core four that I consider when I build out that budget every month. So when you do your full money assessment, you want to know how much money is in your bank account right this second. How much money do you have in your checking account? And I do not want you to include credit cards in here. Credit cards is not money in your bank account. You might know that you have like $4,000 that you could spend on a credit card, but that is not money in your bank account. Step one is find out how much money is in your bank account. The next thing that you have to know is your income. What money is coming in? And this is from anywhere, wherever you're getting that money. If it is from your job, if you have a side hustle, if you are consulting, if you had a birthday and you got birthday money, if it is during tax season and you got your refund, if it is a random check that you got in the mail because you paid your doctor too much, whatever that money is, that is your income. You need to know what your income is. That's step two. Now, the next thing you need to know is how much money is in your savings account. And this is just your standard savings account, something easily accessible. You could get into it at any point. You wouldn't necessarily have to file any paperwork with your bank. You're not early withdrawing from any kind of money management account. It's just money in your savings. You want to know how much that is. And if you don't have any money in your savings account, I feel you. I have been there. There were years and years and years of my life that I was like, why do I even have a savings account? Nothing's ever been in here. That one cent interest, that was probably the only money I had in there sometimes. So it's okay. If you don't have any money in savings, it's, it's okay because we're going to get you there. So you need to know how much you have in savings. Now, the next thing is going to be your debts. This is one of the most stressful things that anyone, anyone ever deals with. And that is your debts. That is if you have college debt, what student loans did you take out? What student loans did your parents take out to help you? Do you have any medical bills? Like what is your medical debt? Like, like credit cards, whatever your credit card payment is, like how much that is, you need to know. And you need to know all of your credit cards and you need to know their interest rates. You need to know how much extra you are being charged every month on that money. That is so important. Know your interest rates so when you look towards prioritizing your payoff structure, if there's a low dollar loan with a super high interest rate, you're going to knock that out of the park first. Now, the next thing you got to know for your money assessment is your bills. These are the things that you have to have in order to survive. Things like your rent, your electricity, your water bill. I consider my phone and internet as non-negotiable bills. If they are negotiable for you, don't include them. But these are things that you have to pay every single month. Your car payment, your car insurance, things that are a necessity to your life. These are your bills. Now, beyond that, you have your expenses. I consider your expense all the bells and whistles that go along with your life outside of your expenses. This is things like getting your nails done, getting fast food, takeout, date nights. It's a lot. It's a lot of the extra little things. Like, do you really need your Starbucks every day? Can you make coffee at home? But all of the extra things in your life, things like your hobbies, those are your expenses. Those are extras. There is some wiggle room in your life to change those things. You can stop them and your life will not fall apart. If you stop paying rent, you will not have a home. If you don't get your nails done, you will not die. If you are listening to this while you are in quarantine, literally, you can't even get your nails done. You should be so thankful for this quarantine to some extent because you're not spending your money. You are learning right now what it means to live without all these things. And for a lot of you, your bank accounts are probably actually really 
really happy. Like the amount of money that you don't even realize that you're spending when you go out to eat, when you get your coffee every day, when you're constantly getting gas, when you're getting extras here and there, when you're just in such a mindset of, well, I can do this and this. And that's the little nickel and dime purchases that drive people more and more into debt. Once you have your, what total amount of money is in your bank account, what you know your income coming in is, what your savings is, how much debt you have, what your bills are, and what your expenses are, that's gonna be your full money assessment. This is highlighting where you are, like you just need to to know where you are at any point in time and from there you can move on to bigger and better things. Hey y'all, so I had to interrupt this excellent podcast episode to throw in a little shout out ad kind of experience. Honestly, I would be doing this even if I didn't have a code because back in October, I went to Pays to Be Brave. I went to San Diego on my own, met some strangers, and it changed my life. You are listening to this podcast because in October, I was told that I had permission to do whatever the heck I wanted with my life and to be confident and excited. Since then, I left my old network marketing company. I've started my own coaching business. I have this podcast. I have a blog. I'm doing all the things. And that is because of Pays to Be Brave, Andrew Lee's incredible life-changing event. Obviously, there's one this year. Where is it? It's in Chicago. How awesome is it going to be? Amazing. It's going to be the last weekend of August in Chicago. Now, if you have never been to a live event, you must go. If you've been to plenty of live events, then you probably already have a ticket to this. But if you don't and you want to go using my code CASM50, you can save $50 off your Ticketmaster ticket. I am so excited to be an affiliate for this. Like I have dreamed of being an affiliate for forever. Now, if you want to go to an event, change your life, you can. The info is going to be in the show notes and I can't wait to see y'all there. Okay, so now that we've done our full money assessment, we know how much money is already hanging out in the bank, we know how much income we're bringing in every month, we know how much is in our savings, we know how huge or how little or how anything our debt is, we know our monthly bills, our core four included in that, our rent, utilities, transportation, and the favorite of most people, the food. And then from there, you have your expenses, which is all of the other extras. That is anything that you do not have to do to survive on a month to month basis. Now that we have our full money assessment, how do you take all of that and you turn it into a working budget for yourself? The way that I always do this, I take my full amount of income like for the month. Now, if you have a salary, you know exactly what you're making every month, which is great. If you have the same amount of hours, like if you're hourly employee and you work the same amount of hours every single week, you got that standard nine to five, but you're not necessarily salaried because there is some overtime availability in there. You know what your income is use that. Now, if you work a job where you change hours on a regular basis, if you're working more than two jobs, if tips make up a substantial part of your income, if you're in the service industry, what I want you to do is I want you to take the last three months that you have been working, take all of that income, add it up, and then divide it by three. That way you're going to get an average of usually about what you're going to make. Obviously, in those industries, sometimes you have more money, sometimes you have less, but having that average kind of more on the low end, 
end is really going to set you up for a bigger capacity of savings. Now, now that you have your income, that's your first thing. What I preach, what I teach, what I have trained myself, which took me a long time to do. It was not an idea that I was brought up with. My husband, in fact, was brought up with this idea. And because I started dating him, we started planning a financial future together. I adopted what he says about this and it has changed so much for us. And that is we save 10% of our income before everything else. So we know how much money is coming in every month and we save 10% of that before I, I even touch anything else in my budget. We get paid either weekly, every other week, or some of the income I do, it is monthly. So whenever we see that money hit our bank account, an automatic 10% of that goes straight into savings. No ifs, ands, or buts, that money does not exist. And I say this to save it at the start of creating your budget because then you're not going to be tempted later on to just be like, well, this is just savings. I don't necessarily have to do it. You do. You have to, have to, have to save that first 10% of your income. And I promise as scary and stressful as that sounds, it's going to make everything so much easier on down the road. And you're going to have that extra cushion of just like money that you essentially pretend does not exist. That money comes in, 10% of it goes away. It's gone. You're never going to see it again. And that's how you should think about it. From there, whatever that amount of money is, that is what you are going to base your budget off of. It is your income and you save 10%. So say you bring in $4,000 a month. Like that's your total amount of income. You're going to save 400 of that. It doesn't exist. It's gone. It's out of sight, out of mind now. So that gives you $3,600 to work with for the month. And from there, you're going to go into your core four. So however much your rent is, let's say you've got just like a two bedroom and you're living in like a mild metropolis experience. So we'll say $1,300. Cool. And then you have your utilities. That's going to be your water, your electric, your HOA fees. If you're living in a house uh, for our apartment complex, we have water, sewer, trash, all that stuff. Those are your utilities. So let's ballpark that. Let's just call it 300 for all of that. And then you've got your transportation. So that's going to be your car payment and then your car insurance. I googled that before here and I got like kind of the average and the average person is spending about $350 a month for transportation in terms of their car payment and their car insurance and they're spending about $50 for gas. $400 for transportation and then food. Now if you are feeding a family you kind of have your average food budget so for us we spend probably about like $100 every two weeks or so and then sometimes if we're we have a really good sale we'll stock up on stuff so we'll save about 250 for that. So I'm gonna do some math real quick here. Okay, so after all of that, we are left with 1350 now. So that 1350 is how much we have left. And that is going to go towards the next section, which is paying on your debts. Now, since we figured out how much we owe in total from our money assessment, how much all of our debt is, this is gonna be what you pay on those monthly. So if you have student loans, credit cards, medical bills, any kind of personal loan, that you might have taken out, this is where you're gonna add into those. On average, people have anywhere from one to $300 a month in student loans. I'm gonna use my husband's, and that is $150 a month for student loans. We do not have credit cards anymore, but the average person's credit card, uh, I Googled that as well, is usually, it's got $127 average payment a month. And then medical bills, I Googled that as well. Google is your best friend when you're trying to average things. It really is. Most people in medical bills they have less than $3,000 in medical bills, so the average person will pay anywhere from $50 to $100 on those. 
So we'll go with 75. We'll just split the difference there. And then if you have any kind of personal loan for either like if you took out a loan for a business, if you took out like a loan to buy new furniture, things like that, just little, not necessarily nickel and dime experiences. We'll just say we'll pay another hundred bucks on that. And then we'll do some more math here has led us to $898 is left. What you do with this $898 is very, very, very important. I think it's very important when you're on a budget that you still have some amount of fun. I truly, truly believe that if you don't get to have fun with your money while you're working towards your financial goals, that you really won't follow through. You won't see a point because everything will just be so against the grind and hard. Now, this does break with the Dave Ramsey method that I absolutely love. He's how we even got on our debt-free journey where it is gazelle-like intensity. That was very, 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 very hard for us. And we have found that we are better about making bigger payments on loans, on bills, and paying things off faster if we're allowed, like if we are allowed allow ourselves a little bit of money just for fun. Things that we don't necessarily need. We are able to do this because for the first year we got rid of freaking everything. So we have the wiggle room now. If you are so, so deeply in debt right now and you are spinning your wheels and you have literally no money at the end of the month, I do not suggest to do this. I want you to be happy. I really do. But for the first couple of months of your budget, I do not think you should have a single extra anything. Cut all of your streams services. Netflix is not that important. Do not go on coffee runs. Do not go out on big dates. Do not travel any more than is absolutely necessary. If you travel for work, work better be paying for it. If you have vacations planned, I'm going to be real, cancel them. They are not that important. There will be more time. There is always going to be more time. In our example here, I am saying to you know, give yourself some amount of money like that you can just have to do little extras. So let's just throw out just so math will be even, we'll say $98 for the extras. $98 for your streaming services, your coffee, your takeout, your travel. $98 for that, which is great. And I want you to get to the point where $98 isn't any amount of money. Because two years ago, $98 would have ruined my life. To, to have 98 more dollars would have been amazing. To have to spend 98 dollars on something would literally not happen. It, it was not possible before the budget. We were on the budget and so because of that, you know, we can do extra things. There you have 800 more dollars left in this example. And so the next step in making your budget is your emergency fund. Now this is part of the Dave Ramsey seven steps. Like this is a very, very important thing and it has saved my butt. It has saved so much for us in the last year or so since we started. And your emergency fund, when you start it, should be $1,000. You want to have $1,000 in your emergency fund. Now, if you have to set up a separate check account. I highly recommend doing that. If you are married and you have joint accounts, set up an account that's going to have this thousand dollar emergency fund because this is just going to sit and exist and be there if you need it while you work on paying off your debt. You will always have this thousand dollars emergency fund. That eight hundred dollars, if you have not started your emergency fund yet, boom, eight hundred dollars goes straight into that. 
it dives right in there. That's where it lives and it hangs out and very happy, hanging out with all of its other dollars from its fancy emergency fund. All right, so if you had money left over, like your emergency fund is fully funded to its thousand dollars. So in this example, we'll just say I finished funding it and I only needed 400 more dollars. So I have 400 extra dollars. We'll call them extra dollars because that is technically the money that you have left over, but it's not really extra money. What you're going to do, which is so, 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 so important that you do with this extra money is you're going to take that extra $400 and you are going to go back up to your debt and you are going to look at what the smallest amount of debt that you owe is. So say you have a student loan for like $10,000, your credit card bill is only like $4,000, your personal loan, you already paid that off, congratulations, and then your medical bill, you really only owe 300 more dollars on that. So you're going to see that you only owe 300 more dollars on that medical bill. You're going to look at that fancy $400 you have left over and you're going to make the smart and responsible decision that is sometimes so, so incredibly hard for us because you in your head might be thinking, well, I'm always making my minimum payments, so it doesn't matter how long it takes. I'll get it paid off eventually. You want to be thinking about paying it off right now. You want to be out of debt like tomorrow. You want to be done with all of that extra because once you're out of debt, all of the money that you're putting towards your debt is just yours. I want you to think about that for a second. If you didn't have to pay your student loans, you didn't have to pay your credit card, you didn't have your medical bills, how much extra money a month would that be? Because it's several hundred dollars that you could be spending on fun and exciting things. Once you're debt free, you get to start living your life however the frick you want. And you are going to feel so good about it because it's going to be so much freedom that you don't have right now. So you are going to take that $400 and you are going to pay off that medical bill. Gone, bye bye one shot it. Then you have that extra $100. What is your next biggest debt or your next smallest debt? You are going to put that $100 towards your credit card. Boom, extra $100. Really, when you're doing a budget, you should be at net zero at the end of every month. Everything should balance. So how much income you have and all of your expenses, that should balance out to be zero. You'll have money in your savings. You're gonna have a fully stocked emergency fund for that $1,000 and you're gonna be paying off your debt. This is gonna give you so much control. You are going to feel so incredibly empowered when you know exactly where your money is, where your money has been, and where your money is going. So that is really the best way to make a budget. If you don't have a budget written out yet or you need a visual of what this looks like, I did create a free budget tool. I will have the link to get that in the show notes. It really is going to just be so much easier. I was writing this out on like post-it notes, pieces of paper for months when we were getting it in order. Like it was on my fridge. I looked at it every day. There was nothing that we did financially that was not on this paper. I looked at our bank account every single day, sometimes multiple times a day. If I knew a bill was going to come out, even though I'd already accounted for it, I made sure it came out. You have to know your money intimately. You are dating your money. You are married to money. You are the master of your money and you can only master your money if you know every single thing about it. That is that on budgeting and I'm very excited to give you all that resource. So again, it's going to be in the show notes. It's going to be everything that we just talked about. It's free. It'll come straight at your email. It's going to be a good time. I love it. You'll also be able to follow my Instagram. I'm doing money mastery over the course of the next like five or so weeks. Um, it's going to be like 10 slides. You'll see my money master pig and all of those posts and we're going to really deep dive again into budget, into money management, into debt, into some money mindset in there. All right, so this next thing 
something I have been getting so many questions about in what it is, what it means, where to go for this, and just some external questions. And that is about the stimulus checks, the IRS and the government's $2 trillion stimulus package. And in that package, they decided that for every American who filed a tax return in 2019, now if you have not filed your taxes for 2019, it is okay if you have filed your 2018 taxes. If you have filed either of those taxes, you are good. You are eligible for this stimulus check, which is $1,200 per person or $2,400 for couples who filed jointly. And then for everyone who has children under the age of 18, you're going to get a check for $500 per person. That is an influx of a ton, ton, ton of money, which is going to help so many, so many millions of Americans right now in the country. 16 million people filed for unemployment in the last three weeks. We are seeing unemployment numbers like we have not seen since the Great Recession. It is crazy out there. If you've lost your job, I personally lost my nine to five. I was laid off. I'm still laid off through halfway through May at this point. Um, we do not know if that's going to change. So this stimulus check is huge. It is so important. It is making rent. It is making bills for people. If you are eligible for this check, which means you're making as an individual, you're making less than $75,000 a year. If you make more than that, the payment is reduced by incremental amounts until you reach the cap at $99,000, then you do not get anything. And for couples, the max is $124,000 a year. And then after that, you are not eligible for the stimulus package. So it's really going to be doing a lot of good for lower income Americans who are struggling right now, who lost their jobs in March, who are honestly overwhelming the unemployment system. It is so such a time consuming, tedious process um, for unemployment. And my heart goes out to everyone working in the unemployment office right now. Like y'all be some MVPs because you are getting millions and millions of calls. You are fielding so many different things. Shout out to y'all. The stimulus check is going to be very, very important. The stimulus check you are either going to get via direct deposit with your bank account info that you use to file your taxes. So if you submitted for your tax return to go straight into your bank, the IRS already has your banking info so they can just send that right along to you. This is gonna be the fastest, fastest way to get your payment. Now, if you do not have that info on there, you are able to go on to the irs.gov. Uh, you are able to fill out a quick little info sheet of your banking info so that they can get that. You want them to have your banking info. That is going to be the fastest way to get it. I am recording this on Easter. There are people who have already gotten their first stimulus check. Like they have it. They are good. Those things are rolling out over the next couple of weeks with paper checks set to start mailing out on the 20th. If you are getting your check by paper, it could be up to six weeks before you get it, which is a very, very long time. So I highly encourage you right now to log on to the IRS and to submit your banking info so that they're able to direct deposit that. When you get your stimulus check, please please, please. I want you to think of everything that you just learned in this episode about how to make a budget. And I want you to take the stimulus check that you're getting and I want you to put that into your income and I want you to roll through the entire thing as you would any other month. I want you to think about this as just an extra source of income that you got this month or if it is the only income that you're making this month. I want you to treat it as that. I do not want you to treat it as, oh hey, I got $1,200 from the government. I can spend on all these extra things. Please do not do that. It is such, it is such an incredible thing 
that our government is going ahead and doing this. It is something that I did not expect from this administration. I truly, truly didn't. And I am so incredibly grateful that that is happening, not just for myself, because we are financially, we are in a good spot, but I'm so thankful for it, for the people who are not working, who live off tips, who are just struggling so much right now. And I encourage and I pray and I hope that for those of you who aren't totally, totally struggling and drowning in it, I hope that you take that money and you put it towards your budget, towards paying off your debt, towards creating an emergency fund, towards taking care of your future because you should be paying ahead on things right now. I really encourage you to take this money and if you get it like this week, mid-April, I really encourage you to take that, that stimulus check and pay rent and pay all of your utilities and your transportation costs up front for next month. We do not know if in May there will be another stimulus check. We do not know if in three weeks or four weeks we will be under less lockdown. We do not know what the state of the world is going to be. We do not know necessarily where our money is going to be coming from without a doubt right now. So I strongly encourage you to take that stimulus check, work it into your your standard budget as you would, get through this month, pay what you need to pay, and take that extra and put it towards things for next month. Instead of putting it towards your debt, unless you're in a good spot to do that, then do that. But if you're not in a really good spot to be like throwing a lot of money at your debt right now, make your minimum payments and then take the extra from your stimulus check and put Put it towards next month. Put it towards rent. Put it towards keeping the lights on. Put it towards keeping the phone on. Your internet on. Making sure that you make your car payment. This is going to be such a crucial time for you to do that. In our country, we are taught when we have money to spend money and to spend money lavishly because we are very materialistic and we like to have things and we like to show things. Now is not the time to feed the consumer capitalist beast. It's truly not. As much as I want to see the economy constantly running and really thriving, with production. I want to see you staying in your house with the power on a lot more. I want you to have food on the table a lot more than I want to see you have a new handbag. I want to see you not having to go to bed at night worrying about whether or not you're going to be able to pay rent and you're going to have somewhere for your kids to live. I want you to be able to go to bed knowing that your car is not going to get repossessed in the morning. That you're not going to get so behind that you're never going to get cut out under it. I want you to just be really proactive in this time because we have seen time and time and time again when people win big chunks of money they tend to blow it they just have it and because they did not work for it necessarily they just burn through it because it's just extra money and I don't want you to think about it as extra money I really really want you to think about it as your income and treat it as income which means putting into your budget and being really proactive and productive about it in May there could potentially be another stimulus package there really really could we do not know. As of recording this, we do not know. There are plenty of things, talks in the works, in the House, in the Senate, um, with our executive branch. They are still talking about it. But right now, with your stimulus package, check. Make sure that you're taken care of. Take care of the things that you know that you need this month and you know that you need next month. Just get ahead on those things because it's going to make you feel so much better. And if in three weeks you're going back to work and you're bringing in your regular job income, think about it as you've already paid ahead on May. Like you've already paid your car payment. You've already made this payment and that payment. And you're just finally get to feel like you're ahead. And then once you feel like you're ahead, it's so much easier to keep going. Once you have the momentum, you can keep going. This stimulus package is going to really create a lot of momentum for people. It's going to create momentum in saving money. If you aren't 
aren't saving any money right now and you haven't been saving, I urge you to take this seriously and find a way to save the money because this kind of thing could happen again in the fall. We don't know. With coronavirus, we are still seeing cases and cases and cases coming up, people dying. We have not hit the peak for cases. It is going to flatten out. The curve is going to even out. It's still going to spread. Social distancing cannot save us from this forever. Eventually, people will be going back to work and this can potentially happen again in the fall when more people are around each other, when people are getting sick, when it's flu flu season again and people are getting corona and the flu and pneumonia again. This could happen again. I am not fear-mongering. I am not trying to scare you. It is just a real health thing that it could come back in the fall. We will be more prepared in the fall. We will potentially have vaccines. We will have more knowledge. We will have more treatment. We will have a better hold on it come the fall if that happens. But you should be saving and preparing now for the worst case scenario. And you know what? If that worst case scenario doesn't happen, and I pray that it doesn't, you just saved more money so that maybe this year can be the first year that you just have Christmas and you feel good about it. That you can go somewhere for Christmas. That you can see your family across the country for Christmas. That you can really buy your kids the presents that they want for Christmas because you have spent from now until then really honing a budget. You have been saving. You have been working towards getting out of debt, saving money, saving money, saving money. Having extra money will become normal for you. And I know that it sounds like years will go by before we get to fall and the holidays, but I'm telling you now, if you take this seriously, every month to come will get easier and easier and you will feel better and better about your situation. That is what the stimulus check can do for you. It can either save you from the situation you're in right now and catapult you towards something better. It can keep you even, keep your head above water, which is sometimes just as important to be able to make ends meet and keep going. Or you could end up more behind because you just blow it on stuff that you don't need. And I urge you, make a pros and cons list. And if you can't come up with 20 reasons yes to every reason no, don't do it. And if you decide that you still want to do it after that, that's on your choice and you know all of the things involved in that. I am so excited that we got to chat about this again. If you do want that budget tool planner, which I hope that you do, it is a free resource coming right at you. The link is going to be in the show notes here. And I look forward to hearing all of y'all getting your stimulus checks, getting out of debt, saving money. And I'm just so, so freaking excited for my entire community of y'all to be debt-free and living your dream life because that is what you all deserve. And I will see y'all on the next one. Bye.